Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! What's good, what's good? It's Victor. This is Hubert. Uh, right now, we on a new podcast. It's got no name right now, so just vibe with us. Uh, really, what we want to do here is we want to talk a little bit about politics, uh, some hip-hop, some films, finance, just a little bit of everything. That way, everybody is kind of up-to-date on all the new stuff happening in the world, so we're about to get right into it. Alrighty then, uh, first thing on the agenda today, uh, we just want to talk a little bit about politics. Uh, so 2020's around the corner, 2019 seems to be killing us right now, uh, and right now I think there's maybe, what, four, five Democrat nominees that are like legit, legit? Yeah. I only know of one, but... Wait, which one Which one do you know about right now? Uh Damn, the one that's... Damn, I just blinked out. Uh, what, Beto? Beto, that's the only one I know of. Okay, that's Beto. Right now, Beto. Everybody, because I see him everywhere with the stickers on the cars and all that. Yeah, Beto, I mean, Beto, if you don't live in Texas, you you probably still know Beto, but if you live in Texas, Beto is, he's everywhere right now. Um, yeah, his, I think people are still mad he lost to Ted Cruz, but those stickers are all over Austin, on every car, on, on just all over the place. Uh, I think real quick, what we can do is we'll just break down what I think is the top four or top five-ish and a few thoughts on them, and then we'll just kind of keep it moving. Um, so I think right now, who's got the lead according to Real Clear Politics? Uh, Biden right now, Joe Biden, uh, previous or former VIP, uh, VP, he's got the lead, uh, thir- 28 po- points in the polls. Uh, I think he's solid. I think he's solid. you like Biden? I mean, like, what you about to say? Like, how did you feel about him as VP? I mean, he was cool. I liked him a lot, obviously, because he was rocking with um, Obama. But I didn't get too much into him. I don't know too much about him. But to my understanding, I feel like we may be on the same track. I need to do more research on him. But so I would say, if you are a fan of Obama, being that he works so closely with him. It'd probably be safe to say Biden is going to be pretty close on a lot of those Obama policies. So if that's what you're like more in favor, of, you might be close to him. I know right now, even though he's got the lead, he does got some some heat coming his way. Um, there's a lot of mentions about him making people uncomfortable, which I'm not totally sure how much I buy into it. I think he's just an old guy and he's just a hugger. Uh, there's a lot of videos right now of him just like he'll shake people's hand, but like give them a tap on the shoulder. Like he likes to touch foreheads a lot with a lot of people. I don't know. It's like a weird thing that he does. Um, but some people have come out and say like uh, women have come out and say that it was uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not sure how much any of those allegations will uh, stick or hurt him. Uh, the weird part is that they've come out, but it hasn't been to the point where they come out and say sexual harassment. They're just coming out saying it was a weird moment. Um, so I'm not sure how much you can get mad at someone for an awkward moment um, if it's not, you know, clearly sexual harassment. Uh, I do think... Nowadays, anything sexual harassment, though. It's it's definitely a touchy world. One girl, though, and I, I can't think of her name right now off top, what bugged me about her complaint was she talked about there's like a hug that she, she uh, embraced uh, Joe Biden and someone took a picture of it and she ended up putting that picture literally like framing it and putting it in her office and two years later and with all the new allegations of the the people being weirded out by biden she's come forward and said like yeah that hug was kind of weird and maybe unwelcomed 
But it was like, how unwelcome could it be if you got a picture of it framed up? Sounds like a money scheme to me. Yeah, maybe there's some money in it. I mean, generally the DNC, I worry a little bit, right? We saw how how they did Sanders. If they don't actually want you, they're going to find a way to get get rid of you. Right? So maybe that's the case. Um, But I don't know, you know, what's next. Speaking of Sanders, he's he's second, uh, 21 points uh, up right now. I think Sanders has a good chance of beating Trump. Uh, we knew he was had a good, he had a better chance than Hillary last time. He probably should have went, but he's also How super old. How far do you old. think Sanders gonna go? Do you think he'll go? He'll come. No matter who else comes in the race, I think he'll be top two in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. and then it'll be a runoff. It'll. Be, I think he'll go as far as he did last time. Who who out of the Democratic? Who do you think is gonna be out of? So that's the thing. I don't know. Like I don't know how high Biden will go because the thing about Biden is Biden is probably way more like centered in the, the political sphere compared to a lot of the other people. Um, so I don't know how far Biden will go. And I don't really know who will be close second. I think Sanders is a guaranteed contender for top two. I just don't know who else will be in it with him. I know there's, so we've got Kamala Harris, uh, for those who don't know. Um, I think she's not gonna last. I think she's gonna get pulled out pretty soon, pretty early. Mainly because if you don't know anything about her history, uh, one of the things that's going to hurt her the most in running is that she was a prosecutor in the Bay. And prosecutors generally don't have like good voting records when it comes to helping, uh, especially when it comes to minorities, right? They mm-hmm. seem to push a lot of policies that hurt the disadvantaged communities. And with me, um, when I be watching Kamala Harris, whatever, a lot of stuff feels like it's forced. It does, right? Like, it doesn't a lot feel of stuff like stuff doesn't seem genuine. It's just I be seeing stuff that she be like helping people out, but it just doesn't seem genuine. Yeah, it's at almost first, like... I, when I when I first found out about her, I was liking her, but then when I start following her, it was just more of oh look at me, I can do this type yeah. of the way. I think my what I think is that she I'm not sure if she, how much she wanted to run, but I think that someone or whoever her party behind her thought that she may be a good sell because there's this idea that if you're like more intersectional, you could get bigger vote. So for those who aren't familiar with the word intersectional, uh, that's pretty much the phrase used anytime anyone's talking about, um, I guess, like the sphere of like influence and power of race. So if it's like one line straight up and down Mm -hmm. the intersectional line, right? So at the top of the intersectional line is the most uh, hurt minority and at the bottom is the least hurt uh, majority so at the bottom of the poll is white men white straight men that's like least intersectional and then the most intersectional is like a gay black female mm-hmm. uh, but like you go you vary based on those things right so I'm a straight yeah. Hispanic male so I'm lower you're a straight black male so you're a little higher but you're not as high as if you were gonna be like a gay black male yeah. you'd be higher on that intersectional pole um, which I think like I said her being a straight black female, especially being the only one uh, in this top five or even really in the top ten of the nominate nominees, I think a lot of people thought she had a good chance. But I don't know how much that actually means something when it comes to policy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some people vote for race or for gender, but I think sometimes for the better, like we do try to just vote on policy. Like, what do you stand for? If you're not a good person, I'm not gonna mess with you, no matter where you stand on the line. Uh, then we have, you know what? I'll be honest. I kind of refuse to call him Beto. Um, his name is Robert Francis. Robert. Um, a little quick overview for those who don't know Robert. 
he goes by Beto. It's like a quote unquote Nick, Hispanic nickname because he's from El Paso. But if you ever look into any of his history, the reality is that this guy was like the maybe the whitest guy ever uh, and went to the whitest school in El Paso. I doubt how many Hispanic friends he actually had. Um, so he claims that that's his, his nickname is Beto. But I think everyone really just knows him as Robert. Um, and that last name O'Rourke, right, is Irish, right? It's definitely not Hispanic at all. Um, Elizabeth Warren is up. I'm not sure how I feel about her, but she's only got five points, so I'm not really worried. And then Booker, I thought Booker was going to do better than Kamala. Actually, I thought Booker would have been top two. If you would have asked me six months ago, Cory Booker from New Jersey, I thought he would have been top two. But he's actually suffering right now. I think the only other person I'd give a shout out to is uh, Castro, mainly because he's from his uh, San Antonio, so he's real close to home. He's been uh, considered his VP a few times. Kind of surprised it hasn't stuck yet, uh, but he's trying to put in his run. He's got like pretty much one point. He's not. He's not really close. I think he's like seventh or eighth on the on the board. I think his best bet, if I was him and his team, I would be wanting to be the VP of who's ever in the top two. So if I'm Castro, which I think Castro is a smart guy and I think is good policy, I would be pushing to be maybe Sanders VP or maybe Biden's running mate, uh, something that could boost up their intersectional league, right, to, to a degree, uh, maybe help get some of that Hispanic vote um, and keep moving forward from there. What, uh, about, what about Andrew Yang? I don't know much about Yang. How, what do you know about Yang? Uh, I just seen him pop up recently, not too long ago. I just... Remember listening to talk about how there's about to be a crisis with because of technology and all that stuff. And I was just asking if you knew any information about him because he's I know he's in the mix, but I don't know. Yeah, he's above Castro as far as the polling goes. I'm not too familiar with him, but you know what? I think what we'll do is we'll definitely come back with some more info on every candidate and we'll, we'll make sure to include Yang for this next episode. Um, I think last thing I want to touch on politics is the uh, Democratic strategy for the uh actual 2020 election what strategy are they using so and this is what i see and this is my problem with beto and i've told you this before Mm -hmm. right beto may i told i said i wasn't gonna call him beto um robert robert francis uh he's pitted up right now people want him he's like a big deal right he's had some of the most funding i think he's like maybe the top two as far as fundraising goes uh within all the nominees uh but my problem with him and my I think in general it speaks to the to the strategy is and I said this to you before you lost to Ted Cruz mm-hmm. if you miss the free throw I'm not giving you the game winning shot it's just not like if you miss a catch was coach gonna th- throw your way like yeah, they're probably gonna throw it to the slot honestly when I found out that he was running for president I was like man he, he lost he just lost like how's that even gonna work out I was like, the only thing that's gonna even help him yeah, I, like, it really does. I don't even know how people fundraise enough. Because, again, you, Ted Cruz is supposed to be an easy win. Trump is going to be a significantly harder fight in my, than Ted. In my honest opinion, I feel like Beto is just doing this just to do it now at this point. Just to see what's going to happen. Yeah, see how far he can push you it. See how far he can push it. See what he can do. See what opportunities he can get. I really feel like it's more of just, let me just do it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Uh to the DNC strategy, I think a lot of it is right now why we're seeing every person in the world run for president is because the idea is that they're just going to throw everything against the wall, see what sticks, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe Robert sticks, maybe he doesn't, but we're just going to throw him against the wall anyways and see how it goes. But my, and my problem is, right, with the whole strategy is I think 
that the DNC's current strategy is to go super left, like like very like radical political politically left. Uh, so they're gonna talk a lot more about socialism, right? That's why Sanders is a big front runner. That's why everyone loves AOC. Uh, they're gonna talk a lot about redistribution of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna talk about reparations, which it's not gonna happen. But this is the thing: it's it might happen, but it's it's really BS. Because this is the new... How do you feel about the reparations? I'm going to first finish what you got to say. Okay. So, well, I'll, I'll say what I feel and then we'll go into it. So, I, I think reparations can make sense. I just can't imagine any Congress, like, actually voting for it full force. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a hard thing to sell. And what I don't like is how reparations has now been almost, like, rebranded in a way to get a fake vote. But it doesn't really count. So... If you're not familiar with reparations, it's, it's the simple idea of giving money uh, to black people who suffered from uh, slavery of like their ancestors right to the past. Now, what they're doing, the new idea of an easy way to get a vote is there's, they've got these candidates talking about, I think Francis as well, is talking about giving reparations. But if you actually, it sounds nice on speech, right? Well, especially in a campaign, it sounds cool. Like, wow, these guys are really about reparations. Even though it doesn't seem like, how are they going to get this passed? Do they really think they have a chance? But the reason they think they have a chance is because what they've done is, is all they're going to do is they're going to make some changes to welfare and they're going to change the name to welfare. Mm-hmm. Welfare will then be known as reparations. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, see, we gave you all reparations. But like, mm-hmm. no, you just gave us food stamps okay. and called it reparations. It's not the same see, thing. That makes more sense because I, I personally don't believe they're just going to give us money. That's not gonna happen. But you can see how they'll just flip a name and pat themselves yeah. on the back but for they can doing nothing. Do that and be like, "Oh, this is the reparations we gave y'all," but it's not really reparations. It's yeah, just, y'all flipped it. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty messed up. Um, but as and far as just doing it just to get the vote. Yeah, it's just it's just a pull, and that's my problem right now. Right with the DNC is like they're just doing stuff. They're talking a lot of talk, but it really doesn't. It's not gonna make a difference. I think the strategy needs to be to be more centered, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the thing: you're gonna go against Trump. And everybody that's voted for Trump. Now, if you go too far left, every Republican that doesn't like Trump will vote out of spite, right? Mm-hmm. That's literally what happened with Clinton. All these Republicans were like, I hate Clinton so much that I'd just rather vote for Trump because mm-hmm. I just don't trust her. If they would have put anybody else inside besides Clinton, they would Democrats would have had a chance, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem right now is that Democrats still haven't realized that's the thing. You need to have someone more center. Mm-hmm. A little more in the middle, a, someone that can pull those leaning Republicans and still pull. Because face it, don't worry about Democrat votes. Everyone that's Democrat is going to vote Democrat just because they don't want to vote for Trump. Trump. It's really that simple. As long as you are just right, cent, like left to center, they're going to vote for you. That's just as simple as it is. Be that good candidate for them. You know, awkwardly enough, I know a lot of people hate him because he's super rich. But the previous CEO of Starbucks, who's running Schultz. Schultz? Uh, I think this is his name Schultz. Uh, he seems, from what I've seen, is to be way more centered. But a lot of people don't like him because, uh, as far as intersectionality poll, right, he's just a straight white male. He's rich as hell. Uh, and this idea that he has no pol- political background, right? But if we also remember, politics was created for everybody to be in. You don't need a degree to be in politics. So I hate when people say he has no politics background, whatever. Is made for engineers and doctors and teachers to be in it to help run the government. Yeah, that's people that's going to school just for specifically for politics. Yeah, so that's I super like true. That that's super true. I mean, that's the reason. Like our Texas, I think it's the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry if I'm misquoting, but like our Texas, like 
we go they really work more so like every other year mm-hmm. and they come to Austin and work for like I think like half like six months or something every other year um, but the whole point of that is the old idea of that like it shouldn't be a rich guy who can afford to take off work it should be farmers who in between seasons can come people and who know handle the it. people yeah people who know the people right people of the land that's what it should be but we'll see I don't know how far the the DNC will will work to fix it but uh, they, I think they do need to update their strategy all right so next we're just gonna hop into some uh let's talk movies uh so you haven't seen us which i need to go see yeah kind of late kind of late um us is pretty dope anybody who hasn't seen it so you can tell me when you watch it it's there's a lot of deep stuff that you can like i'm gonna watch it this week watch watch it and try to catch but this is the thing i don't totally believe everybody that says they caught all that stuff like, I'm really into detail, so... I don't know. Like, I caught a few things, and there was a few other things after the movie. I was like, oh, I should have caught that. Mm-hmm. But then there was some stuff, and I was like, no, no. There is zero way I would have ever caught this, mm-hmm. and I doubt anyone would have. But, I mean, there's a lot of... I think... And what I'm excited about, about us, and I think what we've talked about about hip-hop, is this generation that pays so much attention and is down to re-watch movies so often that we are, like... We're trying to break levels to it. Like, we don't like base level stuff we like when the stuff has deeper meanings mm-hmm. has like a double triple quadruple meaning something yeah. you don't catch i think you know shout out to the godfather i feel like lil wayne taught us that right every time you put on a lil wayne track it was like oh i didn't even catch him when he said that mm-hmm. yeah but that's kind of how movies are it's kind of how more music is becoming you want to have something that makes people go back and see something they never saw the first time the second time the third time they saw it um which is pretty exciting i think that's a, an attest to just the entire like hip hop in general but also like with movies like it's almost back to shakespeare right like that's what we used to sit in literature class and be annoyed when the teacher was like yeah. well this is what shakespeare meant there was some subversion there and we we're like blah 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 but now we're like oh that's kind of a cool that he was able yeah. to write layers into something there's there's definitely some talent and i think we all kind of are starting to realize that and it's it's fun right uh so for those who watch the uh one day at a time have you ever seen that show one day at a time it's like a it's a sitcom so it's a little corny at sometimes but it's about a, a cuban family i think they're in like la mm-hmm. um it's a dope show netflix had it they did three seasons um super dope everybody that i know uh, as hispanic watches the show all the way up to the grandma like super great show and me coming from a cuban family i didn't even know about a lot of cuban stereotypes mm-hmm. until i watched the watch show, show and then i was like oh that's true that is like 100% pretty accurate. Like, mm-hmm. some episodes felt like they wrote about my house. Because mm-hmm. it was just kind of weirdly on oh, point. Give me some um, so, my sister uh, and my aunt were all kind of lecturing me on the idea of, like, how older uh, pe- older women in the family, like my grandma and, and, and greats, they have a lot of, like, favoritism towards the boys in the family. <laughs> right? They just love the boys and they treat the girls like trash. And my sister used to tell me, like, oh, how did you not know that? It was super evident. Like, grandma didn't like me nearly as she liked you. Like, it's the same way. And my aunt told me the same thing. She was like, yeah, like, you know, my brother definitely got... And it wasn't... It's not about getting away with stuff. It was just, like, literally got loved more, it felt like, just because they were a boy. And on the show, they do the same thing, but it's more evident because they wanted to be funny. So, like, yeah, the, the grandma, like, just craps all over the little sister and the little boys. Like, he can do no wrong. Like, he's mm. just... And I... I didn't notice that until I saw the show and was like, oh, you know what? That's probably pretty accurate. Like, that's what they've been complaining to me for years. 
There's also this joke on the show. Uh, they do a, uh, an episode where they talk about uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, about people being racist towards Cubans. I guess uh-huh. uh, I can't think of the, the word I want, but racial slurs. That's the word. So it's an episode about racial slurs. So everybody was talking about a time someone gave them a racial slur, and I think someone was you know they were being called like beaners and like like uh a few other like dumb stuff or whatever but the grandma was like there was this one time and she's like super dramatic Mm -hmm. and she's like someone called me a spick and the whole family was just like what like what is that but for the grandma that was a big deal and like i understood it because when i moved to texas my first thing my cousin told me was like if anyone calls you a spick you have to fight them like Mm -hmm. hands down what's a spick but it's just like it's just like it was I guess our N word in the fifties. Okay, okay. But it was like I think once the seventies passed, no one cared about the word anymore. Okay, okay. And it doesn't exist it's just one in of history. Old phrases. Yeah, it was an old phrase that was like really negative. So mm-hmm. an older like a grandma, she would make sense. That's that a was, crazy that was word. Time, yeah. But a fifteen year old is like, what? Well, I, I don't even know what that is. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I can see somebody calling somebody speaking it. Okay. Yeah, just roll your eyes like, okay, I don't know what he meant by that, but okay, cool. Um, but so what I wanted to talk about that show in regards to film and everything is, so that show got canceled. Um, that was pretty sad. I think though, I blame Netflix, you know, back to the lack of marketing. Netflix did zero marketing on the show. You know what? Speaking about Netflix and their shows, there's a lot of shows that Netflix had that were really, really good and they canceled and that pisses me off. So the, all of the Marvel shows they canceled, I understood because of the Disney deal. No, yeah, that was understandable. Which was sad because Punisher was dope, Daredevil was dope, like all I'd love Jessica Jones, but they canceled all that because Disney going with Hulu they know eventually they're gonna pull all the Marvel stuff. Um but yeah, no, they have been canceling a lot of shows. It's because they're spending a lot of money on shows and they're trying to just, I think they have the same strategy as throwing see what sticks against the wall. Um and they pay attention if they don't get enough viewers quick enough, they just get rid of the show and keep it moving. Which is I hate that scheme. Because it's just, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. Like, that just shows you there's just money hungry. That's all it is. Your like, money hungry? let shows develop. Like, I feel like there's some shows, if they would let develop, it could have been bigger. Like, uh, what's, what was that one show? It was based in the, the 70s. Oh, The Get Down? The Get Down, yeah. So. That show was really good. But see, this is the thing about that show. Because I love that show. I thought that show was amazing. The reason, the main reason they got rid of the show is because during the filming, it was the most expensive show they had. They were spending like over a million dollars an episode Mm -hmm. because they wanted it to be so authentically 70s. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem isn't necessarily the show or like the viewers. I think the problem was was they were spending too much money. Like, Mm -hmm. just get a better producer who can know how to film a show on half a million dollar budget instead of a one million dollar budget save your money and keep the show going for an extra season but when you burn all your money on a season it's just like i don't know who to be mad at the producers or the company like but one day at a time being canceled that hit me however i'm pretty excited i follow the the show pretty closely and the showrunner pretty closely um it's the big big news here is that it's going to get sold here pretty soon to a new company um so the show right the showrunner has been meeting up with sony uh, she's meeting up with a few cable companies. Um, so they're looking for a new home to bring the show back. Which That's kind of exciting on two parts. Like One is exciting just for me being a fan of the show. But I think it's cool for like the power of fans 
and the power of a showrunner who believes in their show to take it to a different company and be like, hey, look, Netflix didn't see the vision, but can you see my vision? Because we already have, you know, millions. We have all the fans. Just, you know, host us. Let us have the, the opportunity to keep everything going. But that could be a bad thing. I mean, well, I think I'll never forget when uh, the game went to BET and BET just, just ruined that alley-oop. Because the yeah. game was such a dope show until it got to BET. BET was a good platform until it got sold and bought by its new owners. Yeah. As well, so. Business topics. Uh, so right now, anybody who's in investing, I would say uh, one of the clear and things you need to invest in and be watching out for is Lyft has announced that they're gonna do their IPO soon. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be big. I think their valuations are like twenty billion dollars already from the jump, um, and I'm sure it's gonna get sick after. And also, anybody with Lyft, I would say if you're interested in that space, Uber is gonna announce probably shortly after. I would probably invest in Uber. But even better, what I would actually say, what I would actually advise is don't just look at the big guys, mm-hmm. but look at people that are like subsidiaries, right? Like look at who's gonna be affected by Lyft. So if Lyft has a $20 billion evaluation, GMC has ownership in Lyft, mm-hmm. I, sh- I would invest in GMC, right? Because if Lyft blows up, yeah, GMC is gonna blow, right? Yeah. Same thing, Toyota owns like a 30% of uh, Uber. I probably put some in Toyota for that same reason. If Uber blows up, Toyota's gonna get some kickback. And I would probably dig into some of the other companies that have ties to those companies and are gonna grow with them. Uh, that way you'll see a bigger investment. I know some people are worried about uh, really like, I don't know if say economic collapse, but I think people are worried about a depression coming slowly. It's a little talks about it, but it's just all over the place. It's just. It's, it's all over the place, and I don't even know really where I fall, but I, I heard some news the other day, and I, I think everyone should know about it. I've been wanting to like invest in precious metals like gold and silver, mm-hmm. and I heard this stat, and I thought it was crazy, and they were pretty much saying, like, look, if you invest in stocks when the country is doing hot, you're going to make some good money. Yeah. But if you invest in precious gold. metals, like gold, when it's doing bad, they do best. So apparently, on the last when we had the, the what was it what we call it the Great Recession of '08, um, gold doubled in price. Really? Yeah, doubled in price. Which everything else, everybody else lost money, right? But gold, if you had gold, <laughs> you you pretty much doubled everything you owned in gold. So if anybody who's worried about any sort of economic collapse soon, I would say have some gold on you. Because gold never fails. Yeah, it'll never fail. I mean, Paper we've had money can go out the door anytime. We've had gold since what? Yeah, since the beginning of time. It feels yeah, like gold and silver, platinum, all that's been around since. Those things aren't going out of style anytime soon. Never. Uh, it'll always be useful to have, and it's good to have a, a balanced portfolio, right? Everybody wants that kind of have a little, little bit in everything. All right. All right. Uh, actually. Yeah, so we'll keep on with some business and a little bit of mix-up of hip-hop. Uh, we had talked a bit about this a little bit before. Beyonce, for those who don't know, had ju- has just announced her uh, her deal. Is it a deal or what? Uh, I think it's her, a clothing deal. I think what it is, I did a little bit of research, and she's combining her clothing line with Yeah, Ivy Adidas. Park. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, she's essentially merged Ivy Park with Adidas. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, is huge uh, in that whole space of just working with artists more and more. But Adidas is about to is taking over. To be like, honest, Adidas has jumped over Nike. Real fast. 
real fast. And I, and I, hate, I mean, I love to say it, but it's because of Kanye. Because Kanye going in Adidas? When Kanye switched over to Adidas, that's when the game changed. So I think there may be some... Remember when, when Kanye was with his last couple of months or a year when he was with Nike? Yeah. He made the Roshi runners? Yeah, yeah. They were hot, right? Those are dope. Those are dope. And then he left, and then he started creating his shoes with Adidas. Now everybody's wearing Adidas. Yeah, he Nobody did the easy boots. Nobody rock those Ro- Roshi runners anymore. Yeah, they're all I dead. No, if I'm saying it right, but yeah. No, I, I think and he I think he pointed out with a flaw in Nike and which has always been the flaw in Nike. They don't like to do big cuts with artists. Mm-mm. They don't think artists are the future. Like they keep pushing for the sports and they want to stay in that lane and they they deny a lot of artists. Yeah. Um I mean, I think what Jay-Z tried to make a deal with them in the 90s for the Air Force 1 and they were just like, "Now nah, we don't need you." Actually, um the one of the owners or whatever of Adidas just said they Past um, Jordans, and I guess seven. yeah, uh, was it uh, Yeezy jumped over Jumpman? Yeah, but Adidas as a whole passed jumped Jordans, over. and that was a big accomplishment. I mean, that's probably pretty true. I mean, I've seen like my, my little brothers in high school, and they don't really wear like Jordans Jordan like we did. And if they do, I think they don't know that Team Jordans are bad. I had like teach my brother that. A lot of people were wearing Team Jordans. And that was a sin. That was yeah, a sin was for a us. Very big sin. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you got you might as well have been wearing Shaqs if you're gonna wear Team Jordans. It was that was a rough rough thing to do back then, but yeah, now people think it's okay. I guess um, it's and then the way fashion going, you can pretty much wear whatever you want because people starting to wear sketches now. Yeah, people are kind of pushing the limits on what what they can wear. I hope Shaq's get hot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't I don't know if Shaq's would get hot, but that'd be pretty dope. You can get you some at Walmart. Uh. What else? Yeah, back to Beyonce. Um, but yeah, that uh, Ivy Park. I know she was in like, I think she was only in Nordstrom, which is probably why they didn't sell well. It was like Nordstrom, and you could buy her stuff online. But that Ivy Park, Beyonce has such a crazy fan base. I think her going to Adidas will make it worldwide, and that oh, may definitely. that may speak also to like her huge Hispanic fan base and overseas fan base, right? Because overseas, Adidas definitely runs the market overseas compared to Nike. Like, overseas loves Adidas. So, I mean, yeah, it might just push her brand out farther for her, too. And shout out to Adidas, because I think we all kind of forget about Adidas, but they've really been rocking with hip-hop since literally DMC. Yeah. Like, literally DMC. Breakdancing, all that stuff. I don't even know. Who's the first person in hip-hop to mess with Nike? Like, it's got to be in the 2000s. I don't think anyone really had like to do with it. Like you said, it was more of a sports thing, and then, you know, since the sports, obviously, we're we're big in sports, so yeah, sports and hip hop goes hand in hand. So, which I mean, I mean, but at the same time, Nike's always been in hip hop too. It's always before been before they had got that name, but they never brand. cut us a check, right? Like yeah. Nelly had a hit song, right? Well, and Air Force ones they ain't cut him no. Check. They ain't cutting zero. But that the prices of Air Forces went up. Yeah, they went up. They were selling out the wood with that song. And like they had dudes coming up different colorways. Yeah, and he had he had a new song. I think like a few years after that, where he had that one with the it was about Jordans. Like came and Jermaine Dupri had that song. Like something like Jay's on my feet or something. I can't remember. I can't remember that's what's called. I'll, I'll look it up later. But yeah, he had that Jordan song. That was a big deal. Jordans were like hot then. Like Riff uh, had that tiptoeing in my Jordans. Oh yeah, he did have that. I remember that. All right, what else we got on the agenda? Oh, so I think last thing we'll talk on uh, on business is uh, 
for those who aren't following all the music streaming, there's a lot of beef uh, between the streaming services. Really, to be said, no one is making money from streaming currently, right? Like they don't pay songwriters anything, but also the companies can barely keep their servers up. Yeah. Um, but Spotify was the number one. It was the hottest thing for a long time, but Apple just passed it. Um, so that could mean a slow death for Spotify or maybe just more intense competition. I think Spotify's got to come with tough. It's going to be more intense competition because Spotify will forever be in it just for the simple fact that I can create music in my garage or room and upload it to Spotify and still get paid. So they're really good about uploading music, but I mean, Apple has adapted to the same thing, right? Because yeah. this is the thing. So I've watched... Like no one listen, no one has an Amazon subscription for music, um, but I've seen a few reports that essentially Amazon and Apple both said, "We don't care about making money off of our streaming services. We're gonna lose money. The whole point is that we just keep people on our side because we have other products to sell." Yeah, because Apple's coming out with their own credit card. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, oh, it's, they're coming out their own credit card now. So it's like. Apple's trying to own everything and be part of everything. Yeah, they want to be full function of your life. And people like it. Like, people who have the Apple Watch, the Apple Pods, the it's phone, the laptop. Like, people keep it. You know, now they have Beats. Apple TV. Apple TV. Apple has plenty of peripherals to sell. That, you know, it's funny you talk about that that credit card. So, that credit card is actually way more genius than the thing people realize. Oh, it's very So, I don't know how much people know about... Um, have you ever heard of Coin? Have you ever heard of that? So it was this cool idea. It didn't work out. Um, I think it was on Shark Tank, maybe. But it was like an electronic debit card. Mm -hmm. And essentially, you could load all of your cards onto that one card. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I and like it. from your phone, you could choose like, hey, when I'm swiping, switch it to my Chase, switch it to my Bank of America, whatever, right? But the problem was, because it was electronic and it ran on Bluetooth, you had to charge it. Yeah. And ain't nobody was trying to charge a Galaxy credit card. Kind of something. Nobody was trying to charge a yeah. credit card, right? So it was a good idea, total fail, right? No one wanted it. But the reason why the Apple Card is genius is because Apple Card is connected to Apple Pay. And so without having to charge your card, mm -hmm. you can switch. You can essentially load all of your cards onto the one Apple Card mm -hmm. and then go to Apple Pay and switch it out, mm. like constantly. So it's that same idea, but way better. I think that'll be super useful, too, in the future. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Apple's Apple's definitely on on the on the big come up with all this stuff right now. Um, but yeah, again, Spotify's gonna have to come with heat. I think Title is on the demise. I mean, we both have Title, but not a whole lot of people do. Not it's, a lot of people have Title, which I, me personally, I feel like Title is a way better platform. But yeah, it is what it is. I think Apple is just big because everybody has an iPhone, and of course, if you have an iPhone, you're gonna use Apple Music. But the reason why I feel like Spotify will forever be around because you got the people who don't have Apple, who got Galaxies and stuff like that that's going to use Spotify. Yeah. So. But my thing with, with Tidal, too, I thought Tidal was going to be way bigger than it, what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, To be honest, I don't think they market well. So that's the thing. I don't, I don't know if I blame the market as much as I blame the stupidity of people because I've seen it a lot online. People will be like, oh, I'm not trying to make Jay-Z richer, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that's dumb. Like, how rich do you think Tim Cook is? Like, do you not think he's loaded? Like, you'd rather get him richer than, than Jay-Z? Like, yeah, which is dumb. It's super dumb to, to think of it from that point. But Tidal offers you, I mean, we've had Tidal for a long time. It offers you so much more than everybody else, right? You get all the albums super early. Super early. All the albums. 
You get all the podcasts. You get all the concerts that you can think of. Literally every concert that you can think of that's going on. It doesn't matter what it is. You can pretty much get it. You can watch yeah. it. Jambalaya. I think they live streamed the Beyonce's Coachella performance Coachella. last year. What's the one that was that happened in Philadelphia? Uh, uh, Made in America. Made in America. Yeah, yeah. Hope's Made in America. They live stream that every year. So, like, being able to live stream a concert just at home or, like, at the sh- at a party, it's even fun. Like, And they also got, they have their own TV shows on there now. I haven't been watching them, but I do know they got yeah. episodes. And they also got, I know a lot of artists are starting to put their documentaries or their vlog tours on on title. title as well yeah title is like yeah i don't i don't understand how people don't see how absolute dope title is title yeah. is pretty much amazing um i think i like it because i think i well i could see why people like spotify i think the biggest difference with spotify and title is title you have more control over your tracks mm-hmm. like i don't i don't really use the title radio i pick every song like yeah, every song every playlist i make is mine but Spotify is if you don't care to pick the song and you just want to hit the button and let it go. Yeah, see, that's what I'm not rocking with that right now because I just downloaded Spotify yesterday. I'm still trying to learn it. But title, I can create my playlist and just listen to my playlist. Spotify, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say one of the things I like about Spotify is a small thing. I'm pretty sure everybody can do it if they just added it in. But I like seeing how many songs, like, or how many a musician like how much their songs have been played or whatever like 20 million listeners or see i gotta see i don't i'm downloading spotify so i gotta get more into spotify yes yeah, so whenever you click on an artist it'll say like 50 million monthly listeners every song it'll show you I like two million listens beginning this year artists was uploading like oh we was on like this amount of countries you got this amount of plays and that was off of spotify i yeah. thought that was dope that's dope that was a super dope idea yeah i i Soldier Boy and Tiger, they was comparing theirs. <laughs> I manage, uh, for those who don't know, I manage Brennan Cole. So, yeah, we got this. They literally emailed us and were like, hey, this is your Spotify year in review. Mm-hmm. And it was a dope little chart. It showed you a whole bunch of stuff. And that's that's probably, Spotify is definitely tailored to artists, too. Like, there's a lot of, like, it'll show you, like, what cities people are listening to, how many times, your biggest fans. Speaking of um, platforms, service platforms, whatever, a platform that low-key surprised me that didn't make it i thought it was gonna be big because it low-key started all this the, i feel like it's the father low-key it's soundcloud but soundcloud i mean it can only be free for so long right i know soundcloud that's where soundcloud messed up like they should have made it to where people would be able to get paid you think they would have caught on so quick and so fast but it was just like because if you chance the rapper got big off of soundcloud you won a grammy pretty much because of them you know what i'm saying then you got playboy cardi then you got Lil Uzi. Yeah, all the Lil's came up. You know what I'm saying? Lil Pump. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many artists had got so big off of SoundCloud. And it's like SoundCloud is just way more like just floating. But I think, so I would think that uh, another reason Spotify died out is because there was, because it was free and because it felt like it was too. SoundCloud? Yeah, SoundCloud. Because it was too easy to get on SoundCloud, it felt like. Mm-hmm. I think. Generally, anybody who doesn't know a lot about music, they think it's harder to get on Spotify. They don't know. Like, it's actually pretty easy. Like, it honestly, it was like, what, 30 bucks and like, I think four or five days and you could upload, you know, I could right now upload whatever I want to Spotify. But people don't know that. They think Spotify is like, it's harder. You have to have a label, some sort of distribution plan. And I think that's why people think there's like more legitimacy to Spotify than SoundCloud, but it's really the same thing. Yeah. 
But also, if I'm not mistaken, I think Spotify did a partnership with somebody where they help them. DistroKid. DistroKid. So that that's what made Spotify still going to be more relevant because they did that contract with DistroKid. Yeah. So they Spotify is, I mean, they... They're trying to fight Apple. They know they have to fight Apple right now. So Spotify's making some good moves. Yeah, they mm-hmm. bought DistroKid to help push that stuff. They're gonna make it. They're gonna try to make it where, kind of like in a similar form of title, where a new artist for a cheaper rate than DistroKid or whatever else will only put their stuff on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So it won't be on Apple Music and everywhere mm-hmm. else. Which I feel like they're gonna have to do. Which at the end, of the, I feel like Spotify will be successful because I feel like they they have the power to do it. Just because like XX. Majority of his money was coming from Spotify, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, they were definitely sending some checks over his way. I mean, yeah. they, they still are. Like, it's a whole, they still are, it's a whole but, state. But yeah. I, I mean, they also bought Anchor, the podcast, which mm-hmm. we're using Anchor right now to upload our podcast on all the platforms. Spotify now owns yeah. that to make and it a little more got accessible. Joe Budden on his, their podcast show. They did a deal with Joe Budden, so. Yeah, they got a lot of moves coming uh, down the pipeline. I'm sure they got plenty more coming down the pipeline. Uh, there should be some talk of working probably with some movies, mm-hmm. uh, all types of different stuff. Yeah, it's, Spotify is definitely ready to, for this fight. They're about to start making like... Not making movies, but I think working more closely with some of the music and movies. Oh, because okay. um, if they do that, that'd be crazy. Well... I don't know because that's another like saturated space too. Like, and Apple's getting into movies, movies now too. Of course. Um, <laughs> iMovie is that what it's called? I, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna call I'm it not now. An Apple fan, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna start doing their own film. Everybody right now is like, this everybody? Every company's in competition for the eyeballs. But you know what it is though. The reason why everybody's trying to get everything is because our generation, our generation, just like, oh, we want to do this, 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 this. Like, we're are branching out into so many things all at once so it's like in order for these companies to keep up they have to do it yeah and it's like i said it's a competition for their eyeballs everybody wants like constantly on their site constantly mm-hmm. they want their traffic up as high as possible like there's an interview with netflix recently and they asked netflix who's their biggest competitor i was 100 sure that they were gonna say disney because disney buying pretty much all of hulu Competition as in what? Just like TV? Just just in the space. They were like, as far as who you are, what companies are you looking at that has your biggest competition? I thought they were going to say Disney because that seemed the let biggest threat. Think. But you know who they said? Hold on, hold on, let me think. Let me think. Let me guess. Let me no think. one in film. I'll give you that hint. I don't know. Who is it? They did uh, Fortnite. Fortnite? What the f- like, But Fortnite is coming up. Because but it's... It's the same. But you know how I was talking about how SoundCloud is like... It was for free with Fortnite. I was like, how long is Fortnite going to last? Because Fortnite is like free. But you, of course, you have to buy the add-ons. Yeah, you like can buy that. the add-ons, which but, they make money off too. But even not even, it's, but it's not Fortnite? even just, play, it's not even just playing Fortnite, right? Because people it's stream. people watching Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are on Twitch watching other people play. There's YouTube. like YouTube videos watching people play. Like people just love watching Fortnite. And literally they were like, I think it was an FCO that said it. He was like, yeah, like, if anybody has everybody's attention, it's Fortnite. Like, mm-hmm. it's not Hulu. It's not anything Hulu else. Has, like, it's it's Fortnite. That's crazy. I mean, but that makes a lot of sense because there's dudes who's making meals off of Fortnite. I was watching some dude. I don't know. I guess he's a number one player. Oh, Ninja? Some, yes. I was watching somebody donating him $800. Why? I'm not about to donate nobody. Any type of money to watch them play video games. 
Yeah, but this is the thing, right? And I, this is really well, I guess weird. that helps them pay them to keep continue to play. Well, I understand. It's a, That's fucking crazy. Someone had to break it down to me. It's a generational thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if... Like, if we were going to pay 400 bucks to go see the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. that's a little pricey, but I would consider it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not super far-fetched for me. I would want to go see the NBA. It's, oh, if the, you can believe, if the Chicago Bulls make it to the NBA Finals, I am paying to be at the game, right? That doesn't seem far-fetched. But my little brother was telling me, he was like, it's the same thing to watch people play a video game like you're not playing basketball but you're paying grown men to watch you're paying to watch grown men play basketball i'm paying to watch Somebody other play kids play video a video game and it's the same thing like there's a, a kind of a joy yeah. about watching it and that kind of made sense a little bit more to me it's still weird i don't think i could pay no, for it it definitely makes sense in that aspect yeah yeah we definitely paid to, to watch people play all types of sports play football like i know you were in rugby a lot like i know those yeah. games are crazy and even then, you got people that's paying people to watch them, um, to perform music, to uh, make, I don't know, some type of dance, which is true. Yeah, but we always Ballet. pay to watch something. It just seems weird in a digital space. In the digital, but that's what we, that's the space we're in now. Everything's digital. Everything's digital. And that's what it goes back. I know we already talked about it, but the recession, I feel like that may come up in the future because everything's so digital and electronic based. But that's for a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. I mean, yeah, I, I will say, and I won't talk too much on it, but like as far as the uh, any sort of recession, I think stuff like Bitcoin will be a bigger deal. Bitcoin, which actually, uh, Bitcoin dropped from 6000 to 3000 I don't know what's happening with Bitcoin, but yeah. Last I checked, I think it was just too many uh, subsidiary versions, right? It was like mm-hmm. a gazillion different versions of Bitcoin. People was like, there's dog coin, cat coin. There's all types of stuff. There's too many coins. There is this one coin that I'm kind of interested in. It's I don't understand the whole thing of it, but it's a crypto coin or cryptocurrency, but it's backed by gold. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still trying to understand the most, but that's that's something uh, we'll probably have to talk about again later. But another coin that I'm interested in, I want to get into and find more information called a coin, and that's Acons. Oh, it's, really? it's actually African coins, but it sounds like Acon, but Acon. Started. Okay. Yeah, and then he got like a couple uh, countries, if I'm not mistaken, that's already down to that's like that's gonna be their primary currency. Which if that happens, that's gonna be big. So yeah, if you can own the currency of the country, that'd be huge. Yeah. So I feel like that's some. Um, yeah. Gotcha. But uh, so yeah, moving on to um, let's see, moving on. We'll move on to hip hop. Uh, Lil Nas, you, you liking that old town? You like, like the remix or the original? I like both. I think the both remix hits all, a little harder. I like the original song more, but I feel like the whoever whoever yeah Billy Ray Cyrus yeah I don't know who I don't pay attention to the country so forgive me but um he hopped on it because he saw his opportunity one because when country CMA took him off the top yeah they took him off the top charts, 100. And all that stuff. I don't know if whoever hopped on the remix, I don't know if he's big. Is he big? It's Hannah Montana's dad. Miley Cyrus' dad. Oh, well, then he just, I feel like he just hopped on it. He's like, okay, this is a chance to make money. So I think, I want to be, I want to be a little nicer about it. I I do think it's a money thing. I do think he just in general vibed at the song. Because he, because the the thing is, he he posted it and I don't know how, I mean, I would hope he's not lying, straight up lying. Mm -hmm. But he posted a tweet or something and he said that one of his first hits 
was the same thing. He posted a hit, but it was really more poppy than it was country. Mm. And the country boards took him off. Mm. And so he tweeted Lil Nas and was like, look, I know how you're feeling. They took me off the country okay, boards. Okay, so they told me I wasn't country. They told me I wasn't country enough. And now they know, you know, because I've been coming back with with, with them. Um, but I, I one thing I saw, I think... Um, but I do like the song. I like the mix. I like everything. Maybe The Shade Room posted it. I liked how they wrote it. They said... Uh, they gave they essentially gave him a shout out and they were like he's he weaponized his whiteness right he essentially took his white privilege and was like all right you're not gonna respect this young black man but I am Ooh, and I'm yeah. gonna bring him in with okay, me right okay, so I he's see. like you know invite him to the cookout right like he 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 did he did do a good thing right because he could have ignored it no no but at the same time I was getting ready to go back to it one I feel like it was a money thing but two also since CMA took him out it was a way to get him back in. Because yeah, he's a it, it, I think it'll be at number one by the end of the week for sure. Oh yeah, it's it's when summer officially starts, it will definitely be yeah in the country top it, it, songs. But Lil Nas in general, I listened to some other music. And no, all skipped. Oh I snap! Skip, so I don't know. I mean, so he got signed off the one song, right? That's what that's that's crazy. Now, if you get that. Because you're trying to make money off of your touring. Because yeah. the idea is that you don't know enough to like sell your music and everything, right? Yeah. So like, instead of letting you keep it and build a fan base, they just say, let's exploit the hell out of you right now. Yeah. So yeah, guaranteed you'll see him on tour by the end of the summer. He'll, he'll be at Coachella. Do you think he's going to produce... This is what I'm interested in. Is he going to try to stay in that country lane? Or is he... Because if you listen to his... I listen to a couple songs. It's more... Like the typical underground rap trap shit, you know? Yeah. My question is, do you think he's going to try to stay in that country lane? Or he's going to use that country lane to get back to his original music flow? I would say... If he's smart, I feel like he should try to see where that country lane takes him. So I don't even think it's uh, uh, necessarily him having to be smart. I think the label is not going to let him put anything else out. I think the label is going to tell him... That's the problem with signing to a label. You yeah, don't have yeah, all the rights, right? And I think they're going to tell him, look, this is what's sold. This is what you're going to keep doing. Keep doing, yep. So right? He, so we're most likely to see yeah, more Yeah, we're most likely to see more country. And that could be a really good thing. But that's a really good thing because, like, who was talking last week, how hip-hop, rap in general, it has different genres now. Like, you got you got hip-hop, you got rap, but then you got gothic rap, you got... Yeah, there's, like, the, the screamo kind of rock rap. rap. You got, like... Now you got the this it's new like way where... They're not even singing, but they're singing, but they're rapping at the same time. Like oh, like the I call that the post Drake rap. Like you I think yeah. there's a good amount of people who are post Kanye era rappers, mm -hmm. and then I think we're falling into post Drake era rappers, mm -hmm. where a lot of people just kind of are kind of jocking him in a bit, in yeah. a, a sense, right? Trying to do a little like, bit. Because like like Tory Lanez will be in that category. Like he rapping. Like I don't know. Like is is he just. Like, when he first came, I was like, dang, this, is he a thug singing? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's talking about shooting people while singing a, a, a hook. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, rap yeah. is going to different genres, which I like. Because now you just can't put each person in one box. Like, you can't just categorize everybody yeah, it's, into it's, one box. It's definitely a lot more fun, right? Because you got, like... There's like levels of trap, right? Like trap Japanese, yeah, like trap, Japanese. Uh, trap Chinese, trap uh, 
Like, I mean, essentially, it's like, Spanish trap. Bad Bunny is trap reggaeton. Like, that is yeah. essentially trap reggaeton. Like, Bad Bunny, J Balvin, mm-hmm. Cardi B kind of falls in that lane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a bunch and of it, it, ways. And speaking of that genre, it opens up doors for more artists to get into more styles. Like, Cardi B, she got the Latina community and she got the black community. So, she will forever be popping no matter what. Yeah, I think she's got a lot of pressure for that sophomore album. Undoubtedly. Her sophomore album has it's pressure. It's gonna be good though. We hope, right? But it's gonna be pressure, right? Because if it it's flops, gonna be if it's gonna it because Car- Bodak Yellow was so big, if this next one flops, it's gonna hurt her. The reason sophomore why albums it, have pressure. This is the reason why I say it's gonna be good because one, we already know people's writing her shit, and she, 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 she shouts out the people that write her stuff, so it's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I think I do have. That's where Cardi B did good in my eyes because she didn't deny it. You know how some people deny, oh, I write my music. You just came out like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I have I have some help. But everybody now has has mm-hmm. writers. Like there's that Kanye song, and it's an easy song. Um uh, it's the one with like him and Vic Mensa. Oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um but there's like an old Kanye song and there's thirty writers on the on the record. And it's like the most simplest song. Yeah. Um yeah, a lot of people are doing that. Kanye now. has a lot of yeah, kind of. Drake has a lot of that too. Like, which I mean, he dropped Quentin Miller. But I also, I forgot one interview. It was somebody I was watching. They also say Kanye likes to add people into everything, even though if they didn't really do much. So, so I, it's like he likes helps getting people paid. Yeah, I've heard that too. They said like I think I think it was Charlemagne. Maybe it was Joe Budden. It was one of the two. And they made a joke, and they were like. Cause let me on just, that, let me on just that, walk in to sweep the floor or something like that. And on that, yeah. On that song that I'm thinking about, I should look it up. On that song I'm thinking about, um, Kendrick has a, a guest spot, like a, he's like his credit. And someone was like, it was either Joe Biden or Charlie Man. They were like, Kendrick wasn't even there, but I think Kanye heard a Kendrick song and was like, his song influenced the writing. Therefore, I'm giving Kendrick credit. But nowadays, it's like. Even though we're laughing at Kanye, but you low-key kind of got to do it because now anybody's like, oh, this this is, he stole this from me. He he copyrighted this from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's like trying to get a piece of the pie anyway. So. Everybody does want a little bit of cut. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird world right now. Because back in the day, that was like a sin to have any writer, have anybody else help you out with stuff. But now it's kind of just like, we have looked over it. So, so as of right now, what are your top, should we do top three albums or top five albums as of right now? It, it, it could be R&B, rap, okay. something that you just like. Um, it don't have to be lyrics, just what is your top? So I'll just say what I'm listening to the most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's a year old. I'm still messing with heavy. Uh, Saba's Care For Me. Um, man, I honestly... I think Chicago rap. I think Chicago rap is almost a genre in its own because it's definitely like that backpack chill I'm kind of rap. Juice World is from Chicago. Right? Is it? I don't know. Gotta um, look that up. But uh, I would say Chicago rap is more like No Name, um, McJenkins, Chance, Taylor Bennett, mm-hmm. uh, The Mind. Which yeah, I mean, born in Chicago. Huh. His album was really but, good, actually, too. Really? Oh, but he moved uh, Homewood. He's three years old. Uh, yeah, huh? That's interesting. 
Yeah, I don't know if I would have ever even counted him as Chicago rap. I'm curious. Because his style is different. He's part of that emo. Yeah, that emo crowd. Emo crowd, yeah. Huh, that's interesting. But yeah, um, Saba, Care For Me, for sure. Uh, I don't know. All right, we'll go one for one. So what's yours? And then I'll, we'll go We'll go all the way to three. Um, Rich The Kid, new album. Um, I forgot what it's called, but I'm, I'm rocking with that one. Slide. I know that track off of Rich The Kid. That one is a banger for four phones. That's an album I really like right now. Rich the Kids new album. Uh, I really like uh, Jid's album. I don't think Jid's album was the classic I thought it was gonna be. Still haven't listened to it, but I heard some good stuff. So there's some definitely bangers, and his his wordplay is amazing. He's great. Uh, his show is amazing too. I just think. I'm a little sad because a lot of people thought he was going to have like a good Kid Mad City kind of vibe, a little bit more of a, a movie wrapped into... And he had like the movie idea, right? It was so, But I don't think there was enough of a storyline in his songs to have the movie idea. Because I think what made Good Kid Mad City dope was that it was like a movie. like mm-hmm. It was like a soundtrack to a movie. Mm-hmm. Like the skits all had meaning and all, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. But his songs just sound like 12 of the most fire songs he's written. And, which is good. It's still great. But I think when you were expecting something, it's, it can be kind of a letdown. Um, but I think the good thing about it, though, is there's pressure in putting out a good first album. So you put out a good album, your sophomore album can... It's easier for a sophomore album to be great, right? Because people don't have super high expectations of you. So I'm, I'm really excited for that Jid album. Okay. Um, my next album will be Solange's new album. When I get home, I believe that's the title of the album. I've only gave it one listen. You like it? Oh, I like it. And then what made me even like her album even more is her visuals that she's been putting out lately. But yeah, I think my top two songs out of that song is the one with Gucci Man and Playboy Cardi. Obviously, I like to bounce, dance, but yeah, Solange's new album, which actually shocked me because um, I'm not really a big Solange fan. But this album made me a fan. Okay. Well, I like the last album. Was it Cranes? Cranes in the Sky or something? Cranes in the Sky. But the crazy thing is, I only listened to that once. And I didn't listen to it ever again. So, I like the album. I'm surprised that like, I like Solange's new album the way I like it. The Cranes was dope. But I had a hard time listening to it after I heard the Chopped and Screwed version. Because that's the only version I like. Okay. We're about to go. You're about, you just opened up a new camera. Because going. the... So, you should check it out, honestly. That what they did was it was genius. Mm-hmm. I love when they do this. They combined her album and Beyonce's album, mm-hmm. and they called. Oh, it wasn't Chris Scott. See the table. Mm-hmm. That's what the name of the album was. But yeah, so they the name of the chopped and screwed version was a, a seat at this table while sipping purple lemonade, mm-hmm. and that was a banger. Mm-hmm. I probably got listen to it. So I know we're about to go off topic. We're gonna get back on these albums reviews. But anyways, speaking of platforms. One of the biggest platforms that died that was like what me and you grew up on was that piff and live mixtapes. Every time an album was coming out, I never had the money, but I knew I can count on. Um, damn, what's on that piff or that live mixtapes? Just have the chopped and screw version out. So I listened to the chopped and screw version. So there was a point in time where I didn't even listen to the normal albums, I always listened to the chopped and screw version because. That was the only way I'd be able to listen to the album without paying for it. Oh, okay. I mean, Chop This Crew was always hard. It like was always hard. And back in high school, when you had to have a good song to pull in to morning, you know, when you're mm-hmm. into the parking lot, 
Chopped and Screwed was like, you could play any song Chopped and Screwed mm-hmm. and it was going to go hard when you, when you went to the park. And when you pulled up, if I pulled up to any party, I was playing some for the sort of Chopped and Screwed, made sure everyone heard it through my windows. Even when I was bumping in the minivan, I would have some Chopped and Screwed on in there. So I would say my third album is uh, Three Originals uh, by Toby Nwewe. I, I think that's how you say it. My apologies if I'm saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a rapper coming out of Houston. You like Toby? Have you heard him? I think I've heard it. He's got someone. I think where he wins me over a lot and where he wins a lot of his fans over is two things. One, his music videos are crazy dope. Mm-hmm. And it's consistent. Like, he has a really consistent vibe in his in his music videos. Right? He has, like, he's always wearing, like, slides with socks in it. It's always a one take. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, really fun, like, cinematically. Uh, and then he always has his wife in there, which I kind of like. It's, That's respectful, yeah. It's, he's got his wife next to him, and he's got his, his cousin who makes the beats next to him. And they like they always do a little dance, like because he's oh, Nigerian. Oh, from UNT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I like yeah. him. I rock him a lot. I rock him. And a lot. I, I think being that went to UNT, yeah. So yeah. I think the second thing that makes him big is he's fits. And again, talking about different versions of rap, he's like in this niche audience of like grown up rap. Like I don't expect my fourteen year old brother to listen to him. No, right. He's, he's, he's talking yeah. to adults. He's talking, he's talking to, to people adults. who pay taxes. Like, but at the same time. I get what you're saying. Yes, his his conversation is more towards like, you know, more intellectual group. But his music, I feel like a 14 year old still can bump it. Oh, you can still bump it. It's still hard. It's like still he's hard. he's amazing. Yeah. But also the thing about like, he's also very like uh, he's really conservative when you think about it. In a sense, mm-hmm. like he's definitely like very Christian, but mm-hmm. he's not like overly like Christian like Lecrae is or something. Mm-hmm. But like he definitely has like a lot of church references in his music, yeah, and there was I mean there's a point like I don't know if Eli had told you this. Eli was trying to play that stuff in church because he's talked about like he talks about his wife a lot, and he talked about he was being uh, abstinent for his wife before the wedding, like they were celibate before the wedding. Um, but then like he's throwing curse words and stuff, and it's like all right, I don't think I can play this in church. But yeah. like he does try to be a, a good role model, which is yeah. pretty dope that he's he's doing that. I definitely agree. Yes, that's 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 a good one. I think people, that's the one thing that gets me annoyed with people who don't know rap is how they ignore all of the great people in rap who are really good role models, right? Like, they'll talk about, like, all the drug uses in rap as if disco never existed. But they'll talk about drug uses in rap like it's a bad thing and not act like J. Cole didn't just drop KOD, which literally combated all of the drug references, right? Exactly. Like, we, I think there is definitely a good movement there, but people just kind of rap almost is like a language in a sense where like some people if they don't listen to it they just everything sounds the same yeah and most people that don't understand rap all they think is about oh they're talking about sex drugs or money but to those people i'd be like yeah you only hear that because you probably listen to the radio and that's what the radio pushes. that's what the radio wants to hear well, even that, like, I would even argue, like, okay, and if they do, what does that matter? Your favorite movie is The Godfather. Like, what, and what even moral even grounding was country, that about? Countries, you know what I'm saying? Every genre. They talk booty shorts. Everybody talks about the same stuff. That's I don't what, care if it's country, rock, rap. I don't care what it is. Every form of consumption, right? If you, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey was the biggest movie out when that came out. That was all about sex. Like, <laughs> like people love all the gangster movies. It's all about violence. That's all about... All this stuff. Like, that's the thing is, like, they'll say, like, they'll look at Future and be like, man, you know, Future, why, you know, why are you going to do all these things and do, like, a stereotype and all this? But, like, no one called out Scarsese for doing Italian-American stereotypes about being tied to the mafia yeah. and everybody being a hitman and everybody, 
just being savage killers and stuff like that. Like, no one said anything to him, right? He's kind of ignore it. You get a pass. But, yeah, violence and all that stuff is, is in everything. And it's honestly, you know, it's, it's just a part of their world. You can't ignore it. Yeah, and it's crazy how people get mad over stupid stuff like that when in America, that's all America promotes. Violence. That's Violence, sex, and drugs. Yeah. That's... Like, you, there can be a simple gum commercial, like an extra commercial or something stupid. It throws sex in there. has nothing to do with the actual product, but it's in there. It sells. Sex sales is always sold. So it's like... It's always sold. And, I mean, think about violence, too. Like, we've always liked violence. Like, mm-hmm. our movies have romanticized violence. Like, so there's... Have you seen... Um, I think it's called The Highwaymen. Have you seen that movie yet? It's on Netflix. I heard of it, but I haven't um, seen So it. it's a movie, and a lot of people... It's actually getting flat. A lot of people are mad at the movie because it essentially tries to reverse what we've always thought about Bonnie and Clyde. So Bonnie and Clyde for a long time has been like, people look up to them like heroes, like, oh, they're so cool, they're so fun, like, we should be Bonnie and Clyde, like, you know, couples always trying to say that stuff. But, like, that movie shows you how fucked up Bonnie and Clyde were. Like, they were just killing people, they were like psychopaths, like, robbing people nonstop, they didn't care who they hurt, they weren't giving back to the people, they were doing whatever they wanted, how they wanted, they lived reckless lives, and those... Those cops that killed him at the end ended up being like really the heroes and in, in helping like, out the town. Also, in that time period, it was like it was it was kind of glorified for cops to like just kill the, the main people right right. There. Well, in in the movie, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to watch it, but I know in the movie, uh, there's like a lot of like inner battle, which that may be a lie, right? But there's in the movie they try to portray the cops like a more sincere side of the police mm-hmm. side and they don't want to kill them, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like the inevitable like it it's almost like a like a villain versus superhero, like there's no other way to handle it. That's that's kind of how they try to push in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um but it's weird because like in the movie there's a clip I saw and again it just talks about like this romanticized version of it. There's this um owner of like a gas station and she's talking to the police about capturing Bonnie and Clyde. And she's like, well, Bonnie and Clyde are so cool. Like, they're for the people. And the cops are like, you haven't read these reports. You have no idea. You're just going mm-hmm. off with you for the radio. And they were like, well, they only kill people if they need to. And the cop looks at the cashier and goes, you know they killed the cashier for $4? Okay, thank you. Like, next. Okay. <laughs> like, they will kill you if they had to. It's no questions asked. They're not out here just being, like, these just moral people. Yeah. Which that's I mean that's that's a whole other I think topic we topic. could probably go down. All right, well, so my number three album is kind of old. Came out at the end of last year. It's gonna surprise a lot of people, but Jaden Smith, the Sunset Tapes. Was that I like that? Was the Icon or um, Blue? Sire, Sire, Sire. I like Sire. That album is also I like that album a lot too. But the last. Both albums I like, but that's probably my top three right now, as of right now, that I'm listening to. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to be said. I think Jane's a good example, right? So I know a lot of people are, I mean, they're pretty much jealous of like celebrities' kids, right? Because the lifestyle they get to live, and they do get to live a dope life when their dad's Will Smith. Um, but they also act like for them to make music is just easy. But like, it's not like, Jaden is, he's had a good album. He's still not like super, like, he's not like a superstar, right? He's still like growing his fan base. But like, when was the last time you heard of Diggy? Like, who's listening to Diddy's son? Like, there's a whole lot of sons out there that no uh, one cares uh, about. Are you talking about um, King Combs? 
Yeah. But his sound's really, really good. But but people would expect, oh, you Diddy son, it's easy for you. You can get a feature. Most people don't even know what Diddy son, he has to do everything himself. Diddy told him, like, you're just because you're my son, don't think you're just going to be. The only thing is, he do have the endless supplies of beats that they made back in the 90s. And oh, and two thousands that they didn't use that he can use. So it's like yeah. he has a whole catalog. So it's still. I mean, people. I mean, people have. That he has song some that little effort. Chris Brown, that shit was fire. Oh, does he have a song, Chris Brown? I yeah, know. Chris Brown have a song fire, but you can tell it was a song that was made back in the gap or like revamped. But it's just he still got an edge over people. It's still a little bit easier because he don't have to. But I think he also has to prove himself, right? He's he also has to prove he's himself. like fighting against the tide, right? Yeah, but his music, every song that he's been putting out, to me is a, it's a, it's a hit. yeah. It just as it's not big because he just has it. Like I said, he's just he's still he's still, he's still yeah he's still growing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I guess time will tell for that one. Time will tell for that one. What's your number four? Uh, are we doing? We're we gonna go all five, or you wanna cut it at three? We can cut it at three. Can cut All right, three. cut it at three. All right, uh, so next topic I want to talk about, and we talked a little bit about this earlier before we started the, re- the recording. Uh, J. Cole is about to have the craziest 2019. Yeah. I think he's about to... Like, when they say, like, who owns 2019, it's, they're going to remember J. Cole owns 2019. Um, I think a lot of that song is my favorite song this year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that verse is super dope. The music video is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to hear a lot of J. Cole features. He did 12 last year. Probably gonna he's gonna do way more this year. Way more this year, um, but he's got anybody who's Jayco fan. Um, y'all should know he's got stuff. He's got heat coming. Yeah. Revenge of the Dreamers three, which if anybody's paying attention, did you see all the stuff happening during the taping of that? No, I did not watch any. Oh of man! So they essentially they made it like the Willy Wonka factory. They made a literally they made a golden ticket, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You have been invited to record Revenge of the Dreamers 3. So they had all of Dreamville there already, but then they sent out the invites to, to like all, these, all these other artists. Yeah, I, I mean, I read and there was like it. fifty artists, something like it something was crazy. Like, like there was, it was very big on Instagram. Huge, huge. Um, did he release any footage about it? No, they haven't released anything. I think they've been working on it. I mean, obviously they had Dreamfest last weekend. Uh, shout out to Brandon, he got to go. Um, they did Dreamfest last weekend, which I hope they make that an annual thing because I wanted mm-hmm. to go. But uh, I think now that the fest is over. Now they can start working on finishing everything up for the Revenge of the Dreamers, mm-hmm. which that is going to be... First off, that's got to be like 30 songs. With as many people they had, I don't know how you 30, reduce that to so 12. So it'll be like an A and B side? It's got to be, because it was so many people there. But unless, unless he goes in a way, like, you know how Childish Gambino... Uh, what was the last song he dropped? Um, the Summer Song? Not the summer, but the one where he made the music video. Oh, made uh, this is America. This is America. He had all those artists in that one song, but you have to really listen to them to hear them. Oh, okay. It's one of those type deals. Like, yeah, he had six artists on one song, but it's like you have to be bits and pieces, you know. Okay. Unless he goes in that direction as well, too. Yeah. Which I know is people are actually starting to do. Like, hey, can you make my ad libs? Can you just say something in the background? Yeah, where they had Migos on the Beyonce album, just just doing ad libs. Yeah, like nothing else. So it's just. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that may be the case. I don't know. I I want to hear everybody have some bars. I mean, this is a lot Honestly, of people. Honestly, I feel like people probably. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my dog just farted. Like I'm. I kind of hope the mic caught that. Yeah, because that's funny as fuck. But anyways, uh, that that's lost train of thought. Uh, Avenger Dreamers, a lot of people. Oh, I also feel like people that got there and collab, they probably just 
like, well, shit, since we're here right now, we might as well work with some music, too. Oh, that already happened. Um, Reason, the new signee from TDE, mm-hmm. he linked up with Jid there, mm-hmm. and they've, like, pretty much chopped it up, and they were like, all right, we're going to drop... We, they said they're going to do a joint album together. They said they're going to start... I think they're on tour together right now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, there's a lot of people who linked up because of that thing, and I'm excited for that in general. Yeah. I think that's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, Avengers Dreamers 3 coming up. That's one J. Cole project, right? Uh, the second project is uh, he's given us a Kill Edward album. Don't have no idea what that's going to entail. Maybe like a KOD Part 2 kind of vibe. I don't know. Um, Man, to be honest, J. Cole and Kendrick is bullshitting right now. They need to come out with a joint project. That's not going to happen. It, They're y'all too busy. Stop bullshitting. Hey, if y'all ever hear this podcast, just create that. that. At least give us like an EP. Five songs? Yeah, give me, songs, like, give me like five give me like four or five songs. I'd be happy with that. Because I remember, what was it, last year? Beginning of last year when they dropped those two songs? Oh, yeah, it was like two two years ago, two, three years ago? Yeah. It's been a minute. It's like Thanksgiving because it was Black Friday. It was Black yeah, Friday yeah. when we got it. Yeah. That was the name of the song, Black Friday. Yeah, man. And that was crazy. That was. And that wasn't even a real duo. They just hopped on each other's beats. Beats. Which, again, and I said this to you. I don't know, I think I said this yet. That's like a mixtape vibe. J. Cole is better on, on other, other people's, people's beats. beats. Yep hands down like he killed that beat like he did a great job like my some of my favorite songs is when he gets on a kanye song you know how many kanye beats so i got a murder um but yeah so j cole that's another thing too j cole has i think he's been watching no well i know he's been watching these blogs he's been paying attention to social media and he's talked about it if you read the gq like he said it like all the jokes about everybody saying he has no features he was literally just like, all right, I'm going to have a feature because y'all are making too many jokes about this. He's now come out and he said he's going to start working on other people's beats. But the thing is, he don't even need features. He don't, but I think he's, he's like annoyed about it. Like it. And it's fun. It is fun to have people in that booth, like that energy, right? Because um, I think Future made a comment. I believe it was Future. I don't know. But I think he said people who don't have features in their albums are weird. Which I, I felt like features just saying that because he just said stuff to say stuff. Did you see yeah, what he said just, about Nip? Yeah, and he's like, "I'm just like Nip," and it was like, "Who has future helped ever?" I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. If, if anybody's, I mean, not in the similar fashion to Nip, but as far as people helping other people, it'll out, be on Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. People don't be paying attention. Chameleonaire and Nipsey Hustle is pretty much on the same pedestal. Okay. The only difference between Chameleonaire and Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey Hussle is still creating music, and he still he just dropped an album. He's yeah. more in the social media compared to Camille. Actually, I think Camille uh, almost part of he he's partnered with Lyft. Yeah, I think he's he works in the he lives in the Bay now. I think he's been working on yeah, he, he, a lot of those companies doing stuff investments and stuff, mm-hmm. which is a smart move. Like shout out to all the rappers who literally got their bag and then went on to do business stuff. I think that's yeah. super dope when they do that. So uh, and also Camille was just on CNN. Not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken, like a couple days, like sometime last week, the day, no, the day after Nip got shot, he was on CNN, I believe, talking about some business stuff he got. Huh. Yeah, yeah th- I like when people lift up other other people. Like I would say, and uh, I've seen a few young young rappers talk about it. Like Drake, like we kind of ignore, it, but man, talk about young rappers Drake works with. He's always working with a young rapper, mm-hmm. like Blackboy JB, Lil Baby. Like he's working with the youngest, mm-hmm. hottest guy in town. Whenever he gets the chance, I think that's how he stays relevant. Honestly, yeah, I was just about to say Drake. Yeah, he he helps them, but it's really like yeah, I'm helping this dude out, but it's in the long run it's for him. 
It's for him, but at the same time, like He's when you him, when yeah. you a young artist, that's like a lift. You know that's what I'm saying? It's a yes. huge. Don't, it's, get, don't get twisted. It's, it's a like big lift. it's like being you know Lonzo Ball and getting to play with LeBron. Like mm-hmm. I mean, that really didn't pan out great this season. But the idea that you get to play with a legend yeah. elevates your spotlight a lot more, right? Um, so shout out to him. But back to J Cole. Um, he's been paying attention. He knows people want all all more songs with different beats. I'm really excited. So he's also confirmed the third album of the year, uh, which will be the fall off. So he's dropping three albums. Three, right? So Revenge of Dreamers, which is kind of like that little compilation album. Uh, Kill Edward, which will be an entire alter ego album. That might be kind of weird. I don't probably know. Probably like what people probably want to hear. Like, you think probably like trap-ish? It's going to be trap-ish. trap-ish. It's going to be trap-ish. Like, talking about drugs and like stuff that he typically... Don't really like to rap. About. Yeah, it's his alter ego that yeah. dives into his vices, right? Because mm-hmm. J Cole is like the like the the one that doesn't. He's the he's yeah. the Riley, right? But maybe that's his Huey, or is it backwards? What? Which one's the conscious one, Riley? No, no, Riley's the hood one. Huey, Huey's, Huey's the Huey so conscious. Yeah. J Cole is probably really Huey, and, and Kill Edward is probably his Riley, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we may get something like that. And then the third album, uh, he pretty much said that if you pay attention to Kod, the last song is. Uh, 1985 mm-hmm. where he bodies Lil Pump um, but uh, that's the one where if you look at it in parentheses it says intro to the fall off mm-hmm. and he said the fall off is going to be another album he's working on and I'm excited for that one because that one he said False Prophets and Everybody Dies were songs that were supposed to go on that album mm-hmm. and those songs I think were harder than almost every song on Free Eyes False Prophets was very 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 good you know what's funny about False Prophets Charlemagne said it best um <laughs> and when false prophets dropped everybody talked about the first verse right about being about kanye that was a huge deal because at the, i think a lot of people like me who were super kanye fans it oh, felt like super it kanye felt fan. like we wrote j cole's first verse like how upset we were at kanye at the time yeah. and it's probably still upset at kanye at the time right um but the second verse is about wale and a lot of people didn't recognize that and charlemagne i will always think this is the funniest line he said uh the funniest part is the the most overlooked verse is a verse about Wale being overlooked. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally Wale's career, right? Like completely mm-hmm. overlooked. It's crazy, but I actually like that song because that verse of he's talking about Wale and it's like, yeah, bro, he's like Wale, stop crying. Yeah, he, I, mean, I think crying. he was like, we understand that you're good, we un- bro, we understand the realm you're in, but. We know, like, they're not just going to push your music. We know you're good. So just start making music. Stop crying. Yeah, just make it from the heart, right? And that's what, that's what Cole had to do, right? Like, Cole had a few hits, yeah. but he was like, this isn't for me. This is not what my fans want. I'm going to go back to me. I'm going to go back to my roots. Yeah. You just know? Go back to your roots. Make it. You First of all, at the end of the day, every rapper, I want to become a rapper and just make music for my fans. Obviously, they're in it for money, but like at this point, while you're making a lot of money, so just make your music. Yeah. Stop complaining that you're not number one. We understand that you are a very good rapper. Stop crying. Just make music. Yeah, do it for you. That's that's the at most this important point. part. Because at at this point, I feel like J Cole. Even though I feel like his he know how to market his music, but I still get that vibe. He's making that music for him. That's true. That's he doesn't true. care about what people think. He's still making the music for himself because he takes a whole year to drop music. It's some change, but it is what Which, it is. again, I think that's, I mean, 
I don't know. Which is different because now he's dropping three albums this year, which is truly different. But again, I I think he just knew that like if he wanted to be in the conversation, because yeah. if you look at all the rap stuff, all the rap blogs, like everyone's putting Kendrick over J Cole. Mm-hmm. Like he's definitely a top three, right? J Cole, Kendrick, Drake. But like usually the conversation is about Kendrick. I'm not even cap. I'm not even cap because at one point in time, I used to put J Cole over Kendrick. But when Kendrick dropped his last album, damn, I'm like, damn, Kendrick's better than J Cole right now. Like I kind of flip flop too. Like I'm like Kendrick is better than J Cole. I I definitely flip flop a lot. I J Cole I think is for me my probably the most relatable rapper. Yeah, definitely most relatable. Um, but Kendrick is just absolutely Kendrick's insane. And then another sleeper. Even though we're done talking about albums, but a sleeper album, you should give one too. A sleeper album is J Rock's album. That is definitely. Ooh. Definitely one of the most slept on albums uh, with the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Yeah, definitely most slept on album, J-Rocks. If y'all haven't listened to that, y'all definitely need to go listen to that ASAP. Yeah, I would say uh sleeper album probably for me would be Lil Sims. Lil Sims? Uh, so I really fuck with all the, uh, the English rap. Uh, I think that's pretty fun. Those accents are always pretty cool in general. But like, there's like Stormzy and a few other guys that are pretty big. But Lil Sims, is, I think in general, female rap is like dominating rap. Like female rap is it's it's a dominating. really good place for female this rap. This year, I feel like 2019 is the year of, uh, of of women rapping because if you look at Double XL freshman class, they got a lot of female rappers so there's this class oh they already dropped the class um they they oh, get, just contenders these are contenders they what they did was like uh which yeah uh, who do you want to vote for yeah yeah so yeah speaking on that we'll see who they pick but there's this tweet that went viral and low-key i kind of hope they do it um it was i dare you they literally wrote to excel on twitter like i dare you to make every girl every top 10 a girl in the class Make the whole class a female class, and low key that w- I think that tweet got like a hundred thousand retweets, and I'm sure, I'm sure XXL saw it. I don't know how, if they'll do it. I think they could if they wanted to. They easily can, but it's not fair because there is some rappers, some male rappers that definitely like I mean, one of them is DDG. There's most people don't know who that is, but he's definitely I feel like should be on there. But if you don't make it, you can always go next year, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, but my thing, I At just the end think. Of the day, it just, it sh- Double XL don't even justify if you're gonna make it or not because there's people who's on a Double XL magazine from years ago who are not even big today, and there's people who didn't even make it on the Double XL and they're big Huge. today. Yeah, so it but doesn't really matter. There's a whole lot in the, that Double XL process. Like I've seen a few interviews with the the uh, editor of the mm-hmm. thing, and there's a lot to like. Some of it doesn't have to do with the music. Like she talks about um, the idea that some rappers are just hard to work with. It's like, oh, they always come late. They always do what they want. They have high, too high demands. Mm-hmm. So sometimes this is a personal thing. They're like, oh, this person is just more, it's just better to work with. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on time. He's going to work hard. He's just a fun guy to work mm-hmm. with. So there's like definitely a lot of different politics behind the scenes on the mm-hmm. cover. But in general, I think like some male artists may feel slighted, but I would kind of like to see a top 10 females. Because I think you could do it, right? I think you could do City Girls. I think you could do like Lil Sims. I think No Name should have been on the cover three years ago. Um, you could probably do. What's that one girl name? There's, I mean, there's a bunch you could do. Uh, I would really be excited to see uh, female uh, covers. Uh, 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 hold on. In general, they should probably at least do half. I think. Oh, Rico Nasty, Tierra Whack. Yeah, I was just about to say Tierra Whack. No, honestly, without that comment, without the, if they never even made that tweet, 
I still feel like half of the double XL is still gonna be girls. The stallion, Meg's the stallion, stallion yeah. huge right now. She's from Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, um, yeah. Um, even if that tweet never came out, I still feel like half of the double XL is still gonna be females. Probably, I feel like half or majority of it. It, and honestly, I think it would be cool if it was. It really should be. It's, to be honest, I'm not even killing it Majority, right majority of it this year should be honestly females. Yeah, there's a, a lot of really good like freshman females coming up. Yeah. Uh, I know Lil Sims technically wouldn't be a freshman, neither would No Name. But it's because they haven't graced the cover, I think that'd be pretty cool. But another thing, too, there's some people that put, they put in double XL freshmen because even though they've probably been out, they haven't been like mainstream yeah. or like. You know what I'm saying? They haven't been hidden. But that top ten freshman list has been kind of like it's also, become a staple, right? Like people are like we look forward to it every year, mm-hmm. like the freestyles, like and we all, it's almost like a yearbook. Like you look yeah, back, it's a yearbook. It's like when Nipsey passed, right. you get to look back at the picture and be like, look at the class he came up with. He came up with J Rock. He came up with J Cole. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah, um, some people who didn't make it all the way were like OJ the Juice Man was on the cover, like. OJ Juice Man, that's a real trapper, y'all. OJ Juice Man is a real trapper. He trap, 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 trap. So he's a different situation. I feel like if OJ Juice Man actually cared about rap, like that Brick Squad era, yeah. they actually cared about rap, they could still be relevant somewhat today. E or lasted way longer. But OJ Juice Man, he was one of my favorites. He was hot. And he's really like, he's 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 really streets. Like streets, like. But uh, I definitely see where you're going with that. But so another thing too, uh, for those who don't, they should know, also do. I feel like we're at a point in time. They should do an R&B double XL freshman. Or well, something I mean, similar to R. Don't they kind of do that right? Because they have they had like Tory Lanez on there. But that's the thing though, Tory. Yeah, Lanes, he kind of got that mix. He, he got the mixture of rapping. He, like I said, he. I've never heard somebody like. Harmonize and singing. Oh, I just shot this. You know what I'm saying? Or like say some thuggish stuff, but singing, yeah. hitting a high note. You know what I'm saying? So you could do a top ten R and B, R and B fresh. We'll we'll, we'll come up with a top ten list. Because if anybody, her needs to be on it. Man, her needs to be on it. Um, Georgia big, Smith. Oh, I love Georgia Smith. I was Georgia about to say the same thing. I love her. Uh, who was a good one? Uh, there's a bunch out right now. Uh, Childish Major probably. Um, Childish Major. I'm trying to think who else I've been listening uh, to. Even though he's old, but Tory Lane, not Tory Lane's, but um, damn, what's his name? Forgot his name. I always got to go back to title to see who I'm listening to. Yeah, me too. Oh, Princess Nokia is another female that could be on there. She's got a crazy fan base. Summer Walker. Oh man, yeah, yeah, Summer Walker. Dreezy could be on the top ten. Side note, back to the females in rap. Um, Dreezy could be on there. Um. Maybe Alyssa Care? Nah. Oh, Danny Lay. You remember her? You remember her? She had a song with Lil Baby. Um, mm-hmm. she had a little hit. Um, I, we'll see if she she has a better sophomore album, if it continues. But there's definitely a lot of, of good R and B artists that could come out. And well, Anderson Pack. Would you say Anderson Pack? He's probably too old, right? Like, too past to be considered a freshman. Maybe Felix or Bari. He probably wouldn't accept it. Six Black? Who? Six Black? <laughs> black. Black, yeah. Black can definitely be on the um, cover. LMA? You like LMA? LMA, yeah. LMA can be on the cover. Black can be on it. Um, oh, what's the girls that everyone likes right now? They Like twin girls? The Chloe twins or something like that? Are they talking they, about Beyonce? Yeah, they're like signing Beyonce. I know they're talking about, but they kind of blew up like 
like see that they be kind of they would have been like on Excel like a yeah last years year ago. yeah had there yeah. been RB version but yeah, they still sure. like if they would have created like yeah yeah that would have been dope uh so another topic we got uh so for those who aren't keeping up there is a continued beef with Kendrick and Big Sean. Honestly, uh, as far as the beef goes, for those who don't know, I think a lot of it stems from the control verse. Um, there's a lot of when control verse came out. In general, there was a lot of reports that uh, Big Sean had rewrote his verse. Mm-hmm. Which, if he did or didn't, I think it exposed the fact that it does happen. And a lot of us didn't know that that people will have someone get on a verse and then be like, oh, they bodied me, and they'll literally rewrite their verse and bodied. not give it back to the artist to rewrite theirs just so they can body people on their own tracks. Um, but Big Sean was one of the people that rewrote it and still got bodied on a rewrite. Yep. Um, but I think there's like still kind of beef on that because the other thing too is like, cause Control, I think part of the beef was that Control never made it to the album. Mm-hmm. When he was supposed to do, put it on Hall of Fame, he never put it on. And when they asked Big Sean about it, he was like, oh, there's a lot of negativity with that song. So I didn't really want to be a part of that in the album. Um, so I think there was some beef there. He should have. Um, I'm not sure how many. Uh, <laughs> <help> his numbers. <laughs> it would have helped his numbers. I'm not sure how much other beef they've had, like as far as how much they've been hitting. But there's a new snippet uh, that just came out from Kendrick. It's like 11 second snippet. Shout out to all the hip hop fans that be writing all these lyrics down, posting them immediately. But I mean, Kendrick literally clearly took shots at him. Uh, Big Sean has been posting a lot about how he's so confident right now. He's mm-hmm. in this good point. So uh, Kendrick literally, literally just says, like, I think this false confidence got him inspired. And then he, my favorite line uh, in the, the snippet is, you're finally famous for who you date. Um, which, which is kind of true. true kind of true. Every time Big Sean pops up, it's like, oh, Big Sean's dating such and such. Big Sean's dating this girl. Big Sean's dating. That's where you notice he's more pop, right? Because it's like no one pays attention to who anybody else is dating. Like, mm-hmm. no one. Like, Drake literally had a baby and no one knew about it, right? But, I mean, when Big Sean has a new girlfriend, it's always like and people some Glee member. People didn't really know about Big, uh, Drake having a baby until, like, he started explaining the song. Well, I think it was the beef. The beef was definitely... The, oh, yeah, yeah the, the Pusha T beef definitely highlighted the beef. I forgot about I totally forgot about the beef. If that beef, if him and Pusha T never had that beef... No one would know. Well, I mean... He, he probably came ru- out. He rumored he was going to come out with it, right, yeah. on Adonis... Or when he released the Adidas mm-hmm. deal, when he went to Adidas, um, but uh, yeah, that beef definitely. It's, honestly, in general, when it comes to rap beef, I love rap beef. Yeah, like I like people going at it bar for bar. I hate Tory Lanez for trying to start beef with people. I think he's whack. Like I think Jordan Lucas bodied him. Um, Jordan, yeah, Lucas. Which Lucas was Lucas on the Double XL freshman cover? Anytime? I don't know. If, I don't think he was. I don't think he's been on the cover yet. Yes. Which I mean, but at the same time he disappeared, so it was like yeah, like how much? Because he tried to drop those songs with Chris Brown. I don't think those really that hit. was a bad. At first I thought it was gonna be a good collab because it's Chris Brown. It just didn't work. It didn't work. It was just kind of surprising. But I think was it Chris Brown trying to rap on it too? Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. It just didn't really work. I mean, he had he had the big blow up song for the I'm Not Racist video, yeah. which in general, and I think this goes out to a lot of young rappers like. What we're seeing more and more and more and more is that if you want to get big fan base, you got to have videos out. Like, everybody yeah, right videos. now is blowing up has a dope video. And that's what I was getting ready to actually about to say about XXL. I also feel like some people that's making XXL covers, their music is not even good. It's just the fact that their music videos is good and it's drawing people. 
Like, for instance, um, going back to when I said Solange album, I like her album, but when I watched her music videos, it made me even like her album even. Oh, a video would do that easy. Yeah. Easy. Sometimes you can hear a song and it's like, all right, cool. But, but something when you about see that, that video, video, it's just, okay, now I know the vibe. Now I see where it's going. Now yeah. I can understand it more. But yeah, definitely. And like, that's like that whole, I mean, think about all like, like Juice World, especially like Cole Bennett, like that mm-hmm. whole lyrical lemonade. Mm-hmm. Like they're killing music videos. Like the, the, the blue face video, like people are always excited about it. All those we're different things. But we had rap genius to do that for us, but. Yeah, very true. I mean, in general, I think... I mean, I, I, I love music videos. But music yeah. videos definitely amp up the song, right? That mm-hmm. City Girls song, I don't even knew about it. Cause to the be video. honest, I just found out about City Girls, what, two weeks ago? You haven't seen that music video? I don't have seen any music... I literally just found out about City Girls two weeks ago. Oh, no. that They have a whole music video. Literally, they, they did a competition. It was pretty mm-hmm. genius on them. They did a competition, Best Twerker Gets 25 Large. And so they flew out... Every girl that competed, all these girls submitted their videos on Twitter, mm-hmm. and they picked their favorites, like 50 of them. Mm-hmm. They flew them all out. I thought that was uh, Cardi B that did that. Well, she was on the song. Oh. She was on the song with them. So oh. what they did was, during the music video, all the so girls are twerking to for the competition. And at the end of the music video, they chose the winner. And it was like this girl, she did like a backflip so into a split twerk, like insane mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, they gave her 25 racks, like right off top. Probably um, something we should do some video reactions maybe in the near future. Yeah, I'm loving all these new videos. There's a bunch of dope, dope people doing really great music videos. Honestly, I would say this too. As far Speaking as of twerking, I know that we're not talking about twerking, but Ply's new bounce music video. Well, I haven't heard it. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, it's just another girls twerking, but yeah. I think in general, because that's first a thing, summer banger easily. The first thing I want to ask, and I think it's funny, is like. It seems like Tip Drill is almost the godfather of all twerk videos. Because every twerk video that tip comes drill. out, we want to compare it to Tip Drill. Mm. Maybe because yeah, it was drill. the first X-rated video we saw as little kids. Yeah. Like, as as hard as that could be for twerking. But is it is it worse than... Is it better than Tip Drill? Is it crazier? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe... Uh, it's it's, it's, it's right. for right now. So, yeah. 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 I'll check that out. You definitely got to check that out. I think right. It's now, definitely gonna be a summer banger. If you if you're throwing a party and you want girls to dance, go ahead play Plies, bounce, and then what's that one girl you just said? That's from Stallion. Stallion. Oh, Megan Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. Play any of her stuff. Play any of her songs. Girls gonna be bouncing. So. Yeah. If you play City Girls, like that's gonna be crazy yeah. too. All those songs are like gonna be big summer hit. Honestly, Oak. Old Country Road or yeah, that's, Old that's Town gonna Road. Be a that's gonna be a big. That's just gonna be fun to sing in the club. Low that's key. just gonna be. That's gonna be more of people coming together and just singing. And just yeah, that's like a campfire song. Yeah, almost. it's like campfire type shit. But yeah. that's definitely gonna be big in the summer. It's big now. Yeah, it's huge. I was now. just at um in the parking lot somewhere. I was blasting it out on repeat. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a definitely a fun song. Uh, I would say too, as far as music videos though. I think who has the best music videos, point blank, period, is, is ASAP Rocky. I don't think anyone has better music videos than him. If you ever as watch his right videos... Now, are you talking about as in general or as of right now? Maybe both. I think he can compete. I think right now, people don't pay attention as much because his album sucked. I his think album did suck. testing was a bad album. But every music video he drops in relation every to that album... Every music video for that album is very good. Um... 
Yeah, I, I think his legacy later in life will be back to his music videos. I think a lot of people remember his music videos because he does stuff. I, the people he works with, he does a lot of trippy stuff, a lot of cool effects. He See, makes all Cole Bennett stuff look rookie. He, but you know, I, I, I can't argue with you because ASAP Rocky do the most simple stuff, and it's the effects and how he make it. So ASAP Rocky is definitely top one of the top people for music videos. I can, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Cause, but yeah, but again, back to layers, right? Like I think it's gonna come down to more than effects, but layers and storytelling. So this this is America. Like hey, but his storytelling with his uh, videos goes works hand in hand too. So, but those layers and this is America is what made that video the hottest thing of that week. Because people kept watching. Oh, you didn't catch it when that dude killed himself. Oh, you didn't catch this in the background. Oh, you didn't catch this Uncle Ruckus reference. Like, mm-hmm. there was a million references. In so that much video. was happening. So much. There's still people trying to break down videos, parts of that video that no one's broke down. Like, um, this is how I know this America was a good film or a good music video because my mom thought that was like some devil's satan- satanic shit happening. But I was like, no, mom metaphor you got all this stuff like I had to break it down to my mom like this is why this is here this is why he's like one of the parts was he didn't like the part she didn't like the part where he walks in gets the AK and just kills all the yeah people. she didn't like that I'm like mom he did that because this is what's happening in America like this happening here in America and it's primarily black churches that's getting gunned down so this then she has to oh okay but yeah, no, it's, it is definitely a crazy world we live in, right? Like, so I went, I'm Jewish. I went to my new temple to visit uh, the other day. Um, and it's like, it actually happens to be three temples all in the same place. And when I pulled up, it's a completely gated off community with a security guard in the front. Mm-hmm. And there's like barricades you have to drive through. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you're not like a member or have an appointment, like they like they were really hard about letting me come in. Where is this? Was it West Austin? This is, uh, yeah, right off of like Far West, off of Mopac. Far West? I don't know exactly where you come. I used to stay right right back there. It's, it's, it's a gated community. It has nothing but bushes. You can't even see over Yeah, you don't it. even know it's there. You got, it has a, you would never even know it's there. Yeah. I didn't even know it was there. I didn't know it was a Jewish community until I just randomly asked somebody like, what's, what's this over here? Because... It looked like some secret CIA, FBI type shit. Because they, for a while, they've been really scared about attacks. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think it's heightened now because of like what just happened in Philly mm-hmm. not too long ago when that mm-hmm. synagogue got hit. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, in general, I think anybody who hits churches is, that's like full on weakness. I think that's pretty messed up in all areas. I mean, the Muslim church just got hit. Yeah. Or I don't think you call it a church. I think theirs is also called Temples. Or a mosque. Oh, yeah, you can call like it a mosque. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that church just got hit in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of these churches are having to be way more careful and have to have security. I knew my mom's pastor, everybody, a lot of the people at the church like that are elders, they all carry because they're all like very worried that the pastor could get shot or, or the congregation will get hurt. Because a lot of people trying to take advantage of the, of the openness of how church is. Yeah. But... It's a crazy world. But yeah, I think that's... Those are my topics. You got any other topics you want to hit on? Ah, uh, man. To be honest, I think this is good for our first episode of the Unknown Podcast right now. We'll come with the name with that later on, but I think we're good for right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think same thing. If anybody wants us to talk a little bit more on depth on something else in the next episode, let us know. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be called. I think I want something... 
that speaks to what we're going to talk about, like yeah. the dualities of everything we're going to talk about. Because I want to just talk about, there's a lot of podcasts right now that just talk about hip-hop, that just talk about film, that just talk about sports. I, I want to talk about, about everything. everything, right? Food, anything. Just keep everybody up to date. And I especially want to talk about, in politics, my beef, and I think mm-hmm. we've, we've uh, talked about this, is there's a lot of politics that are very clearly left and clearly right. right. And if I talk about politics, I want to really be in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. I want to show you both sides of the story. I want to talk both of Definitely. those things. Because I think that's where more of us are, is in the middle. And a lot of us don't even really pay attention to politics. Like, me personally, I haven't paid attention to politics in over a year, so I need to get back into it. But definitely, there's something that people should know a little bit more about politics because, you know, people don't know. People can't even answer the our three branches of government. So, yes, that seems so. I feel like, that. like it's something that we should talk about more and just life in general and just different scenarios and situations that's happening. Yeah, because everybody's got these crazy opinions, and I think what people aren't doing is they're not giving you their not only their opinion, but they're not giving you the opposition's opinion. And I think that's what I would want to do. I would want to talk about both sides of the story and let y'all decide. And not even if y'all do decide, like just. Something to give you a talking point to talk to someone else about it. That way you can kind of learn more about something. But I think that's a wrap.